Monday Meditation September 26, 1977 LL Research Channeling Hatan H. Channeling I am Hatan Greetings, my friends, in the love and in the light of our infinite Creator. I shall speak with you this evening, for it has been requested, and it is our purpose for being here. I shall speak upon several subjects, and shall attempt to answer many of your questions as we are aware of them. I have said that my name is Hatan, yet I wish you to know that this is not a name as you would know it. It is merely a means for identifying ourselves in a way that is acceptable to you. If you were within our world, shall we say, you would understand the concept. The concept of lack, shall we say, of desire for identification. This does not mean that we do not live as individuals, but it means that we live as one, together, united for one goal, desirous not of, shall we say, boosting our personalities and of our egotistical traits. We wish only to unite and to serve, as we have come to the realization that all men are servants to one another. And it is our obligation and our desire to serve those upon planet Earth in their time of need. We have come from many areas, as you would understand it, and have traveled great distances, as you would understand it. But to us, the distances are nearly non-existent. We feel that those upon planet Earth who attempt to understand, shall we say, the mechanics of the universe, have somewhat erred in their pursuit of knowledge. For, my friends, to understand the physical intellect that you utilize while existing upon the planet Earth, to utilize that intellect to attempt to understand the universe, is in many ways a useless endeavor. The intellect which you utilize has been programmed to accept finite principles, meaning that you have placed limitations upon that which it shall accept. And the universe, my friends, is founded upon the infinite, all things being infinite, and therefore having no limitations. So it is incomprehensible to us that man could understand the universe in its totality, utilizing only the intellect which is many times inaudible. We do not attempt to be scornful in any manner. We attempt only to display and to give the truth as we perceive it. Whatever we say, we ask only that you listen if you would wish to, and decide for yourself if it is the truth that we speak, and if the truth that we speak is that which you are seeking. For, my friends, the truth may be presented in many ways. Though it shall always say the same, it can be phrased in many different ways and brought through many different sources. The reason it is this way upon your planet 
is because your peoples are still endeavoring within their personalities and seeking means of personal identification. Therefore, each shall choose the path that is most comfortable for them to follow. In understanding this, you can see that it is not the responsibility of anyone to point the fallacy of any path out to one who is consciously following that path with love in their heart. Though the path may not be the purest in your eyes, the love within their heart is, and that love shall eventually draw all to that universal point where all is indeed one with the other. Look not upon your brother as someone different than you. Look upon your brother as a reflection of a portion of yourself and of your Creator. The Creator, my friends, is a term which we use to signify that which we consider to be the omnipresent energy and intelligence that is, shall we say, the maker of all things. We see the presence of that Creator within each individual and within all matter. For if indeed, as many of your major philosophies have stated, all things are one, then the Creator must be within them. The greatest law which you may observe is to love and respect one another as you would yourself to love and respect the Creator within each individual. Do not attempt to focus upon these points of personality, which seem undesirable to you, but focus your attention upon those points of universality, one with the Creator, within your brothers. And in this way, you shall commune more quickly, in love and in harmony with not only your brothers upon this planet, but with your brothers throughout the universe. For indeed, the universe in which we all exist is infinite in size and infinite in population, as you would know. We of the Confederation of Planets, in service to the infinite Creator, as we sometimes call ourselves, have been with you throughout your history though we are more numerous now than ever before. And each of you taking a look at the situations within your world can indeed understand why. For man upon planet Earth is caught not only in his own illusion, but in a dilemma. He has created for himself what you would term as inevitable destruction due to environmental abuse and conscious projection of negative thought forms. This is indeed evident and has in many ways been stated by your scientists, though they do not know the true reasons why. They know the effect that is already in process. Therefore, we have come to help, to help the people of Earth to understand what it is they have done to cause this effect and what it is they can do to alleviate to the greatest extent those effects already in process. We wish not to speak of doom. We wish not to speak of annihilation. We wish to speak of the rebirth of the planet Earth. Rebirth 
in not only a physical sense, but more important in a sense that you would term as being spiritual. My friends, you can dwell within this type of environment as long as you choose to do so. But if you choose to advance, shall we say, upon the evolutionary scale, then it is necessary to strive spiritually to understand yourself and your ability to create the environment that you choose. Each and every one of us are the extension, as we have stated, of the Creator. And within us is planted that ability to project thought forms and if given enough time to manifest that thought form into physical actuality and experience. You are indeed the co-creator of your environment with those who you choose to associate with. Man of Earth, open your heart, open your mind and spirit. Allow the truth of the universe that lies within you to radiate not only within this environment, but throughout the universe. Do not label anything or limit anything. Allow your life to flow freely as it is meant to be. Go within yourself periodically each day in what you would term meditation and allow the God within you, that essence of the Creator within you, to calm you to inspire you, and to fulfill your needs. Listen to the silence which you can so easily hear. And within that silence, we promise to be all the knowledge of the universe, if only you would reach out and accept it. We say many things as we speak to you on earth, but indeed, the most important that we come to bear is the need for the individual to take upon himself the initiative to evolve himself or herself on a spiritual basis. And we have found the most, shall we say, expedient tool to be the practice of meditation. It is a key given to us by our Father, the Creator, to unlock those doors that seem to be so stubbornly bolted before us. Free yourself and free your brothers by going within yourself into silence. This is the most necessary part. We of the Confederation are very happy to share with you. I shall transfer this communication to another instrument. I am Hatan. Carla Channeling. I am Hatan. I am now with this instrument. And again, I greet you in the love and the light of our infinite creator. Yes, my friends, we ask you to meditate in silence each of your days. And we do this for a reason, my friends. We have said to you, love is all that there is. You must love your brothers and sisters. But my friends, the beginning of love is the love of yourself as a whole and perfect being. 
It is in meditation that you become aware of the true nature of yourself, and therefore, my friends, the true nature of the universe. For you are inseparable, completely linked with all that there is. That is why you and we are brothers, for neither time nor space nor all the dimensions of creation can separate the oneness of consciousness. Consider, my friends, yourselves as beings who are dressed in many layers and types of attire that cover that which you call your nakedness. You have many items which you do, which you place upon yourselves, many various ways in which you arrange those portions of your body which may grow from day to day. That which you call your hair is arranged in such a way as to make a certain impression, or to please you, or to please society. And when you are armored with all of the clothing and the appearance that you desire, then and only then do you meet the world as you perceive it outside yourself. With each layer of clothing, with each arrangement of your hair and your odors and the various manifestations of your physical being, you are separating yourself from the outside world and limiting the responses which you will need to receive in your turn. These are your defenses on a physical level against those things that you do not consider part of yourself. They are your definition of yourself. Perhaps this is not conscious, and perhaps your definition is very carefree. Yet it exists, my friends. The thought of allowing your physical being to wander naked in the physical world is not one which seems very desirable. And yet, my friends, all beings are naked. All beings are unified even in their body, even on the level of physical illusion, by the total naturalness and validity of all of the functions and manifestations of their physical form. In nakedness, those differences which seem so obvious when one begins to speak, when one begins to limit oneself by clothing and by cultural differences, fall away and one can see that we are all one. On a mental level, shall we say, or an emotional or a spiritual level, we must correct this instrument. Mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. Those levels which are unseen are those we would take up at this time. On these levels, you have also clothing and limitations. You have your mental and emotional limitation closely connected with your concept of who you are, and these may be considered like unto your clothing. But inside your clothing, my friends, is the most terrible limitation of all. Like tight bandages, your unseen self is wrapped in a terrible stricture consisting of those feelings which you have towards others concerning those things which you feel they have done to you for which you have not forgiven them. And on the other hand, my friends, your feelings of guilt 
for things which you have done to your brothers and sisters for which you do not feel forgiveness. You will never be whole, my friends. You will always be cripples as long as you carry these bandages about your spiritual body. Oh, my friends, this instrument has within her memory a story of a man who went home with a beautiful woman, and as she undressed, she took off her wig, her makeup, and her padded brassiere, and her wooden leg. And suddenly she wasn't very beautiful anymore. My friends, all those that you look at within this group and elsewhere, all these, my friends, are cripples. They all have wooden legs. They all have wigs. On the level of your human personality, they are wrapped in the tight bandages of those things they have not forgiven and those things for which they feel they are not forgiven. And therefore, they manifest within the illusion in imperfect ways. And you, my friends, manifest within the illusion in an imperfect way. Now we return to meditation. As you begin to go into the silence, perhaps you have games you play, as we would call them, in which you attempt to carry your clothed spirit, your limited spirit, into the silence. Do not do this, my friends. Picture yourself, mentally, taking guilt and discarding it as you would a piece of clothing. Taking resentment, fear, putting it aside and walking as your shining naked self into the waters of cleanliness. After you have bathed yourself in total forgiveness, total cleanliness for the moment, you can emerge and in your mind, you can sit down and listen. Listen for those signals which will come to you in the silence. You are a whole and complete person. Within you is perfection, wisdom, and all the attributes of love. Yes, you will come out of meditation. Yes, you will begin to wrap the bandages about yourself. But as you come again and again into meditation, strip yourself clean and allow that soothing feeling of wholeness to come into your awareness. You begin to view your brothers and your sisters with something that does approach true love, for you will see, behind whatever manifestations may occur, that whole and perfect being that dwells perhaps very far beneath perhaps very obviously beneath the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, and the physical clothing. We have always greeted you in love and in light, for that is all that there is. We can greet you in nothing else. As you go into the silence, know that you are within that which is love there is nowhere to go. You have no outer influence to seek. All that you desire is within. Meditate, my friends, and always we will aid you in any way that we can.
At this time, I would open the meeting to questions. If you have a question, please speak up. Questioner. Could you give some thoughts on dreams and interpreting them? Hatan. We are aware of your question. My sister, you must already know that consciousness does not cease either with sleep or with death. Therefore, that which you recall from your dreams is a record that your consciousness has been keeping during your slumbers. There are many levels of consciousness below that which you call consciousness, and many are not understood by those who study dreams. The level that is most often described by those who study the importance of dreams is the level wherein you are as your higher self, attempting to speak to your conscious self about the material which you have covered in your experience within the last day or short period. There may be many symbols which those who interpret dreams have fairly adequately covered which may be used within your own dreams as a kind of symbolism to, shall we say, soften the blow of the lessons that your dreams are attempting to offer you. We do not consider this the most important type of dream, however. In actuality, your consciousness is being taught by your teachers during sleep. And quite often, if you are very careful to keep records of your dreams, you will begin to consciously remember at least part of these lessons. This is most valuable to you, and it is worth attempting to discover by means of keeping records of your dreams. There are some cases where the more advanced among your peoples have the job, shall we say, of leaving their body during sleep periods and within one of the spiritual bodies, as this instrument would call them, going to other places and working with those who may need some kind of help, either with mental or physical problems. These healers, as one might call them, are rare, but they are very helpful and do exist, and it is another activity that occurs in, shall we say, a dream form. Separate from all this, my sister, are visions, either of the future or of the present, in which you see, and in a very real sense, that which is to occur. This takes place on what you would call the fifth dimension, and does not have anything in common with dreaming. You are actually there, and your consciousness is fully awake. Does this answer your question? Questioner. Yes, thank you. Hatan. Is there another question? My friends, this has been a longer meeting than usual, and we are very grateful for your patience as we have had a good deal to impart to you. We ask you again to understand that we come to you not to give you technology, for, my friends, you would not be able to handle technology, but love. For, my friends, you badly need love. Let us share with you this. If all of you could love each other, you would refrain from your warlike efforts and from your defensive efforts. 
and my friends, that money which you now have to spend on your technology would be enough to give you the breakthroughs that your scientists would like to make. We may tell you that we are aware at this time on your planet that there are those close enough to understanding methods of propulsion, fusion power, and other helpful pieces of technological breakthrough that an application of money sufficient to fund their research would make the breakthrough. But your governments will not spend the money on research unless it has defensive abilities. My friends, technology will come when you have love. We realize this must seem to you to be, as this instrument would say, a great cop-out. But it is not. We can only say to you that when you have love, you are joyful and full of energy, and that which has been given to you to do, you will do. And the breakthroughs will come, and the technologies will come. If you do not have love, as it has been written in your holy works, all that you do will be hollow. It is especially important that we say this to you at this time. For you are at the end of a cycle, and if you had the time, you could not use it. For time is coming to a kind of ending, and you are coming to a beginning. Therefore, attempt at this time to find the love within yourself and to reach out to your brothers and sisters. If your path takes you into science, into politics, into any manner of interaction with your brothers and sisters, so be it. Philosophers and spiritual-minded people are not off the top of a mountain. They come down from the mountain and live for the good of their brothers and sisters and for the love of the Father that gave them the life the consciousness, the talent, and the will. We reach out our hands to you, my friends, and we leave you in the love and the light of our infinite creator. I am Hatan, Adonai Basu Boragas. Go forth then, rejoicing, in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.